Hi, I'm Kathy. And I'm Christy. And this is the Game of Books podcast, where two newbie writers share our love of food, wine, and mysteries, but not necessarily in that order. So, Kathy, can you believe we're doing this? No, no. <laughs> I mean, a year ago, the, this time I was frantically writing, kind of like we are now for NaNoWriMo. I was trying to finish my first draft. Well, at the time I was trying to say, I said I was trying to finish my book, but we both know that's a joke because that's just the beginning once you finish the book. <laughs> and uh, so I was pretty naive. And then, gosh, so much has happened this last year. I can't believe we're actually doing a podcast. I know. I I feel the same way. I'm very excited to be doing this, but I have to admit a podcast was not even on my radar last year. Uh, I remember when we were at Sleuth Fest last winter and we were talking about a blog and you had mentioned a podcast. Yeah, I love I thought, podcasts. Oh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah. But I I don't know. And, but here we are. Yes, yes. I'm, and you know what? I I'm excited that we're doing this and I'm excited to share my um food scene in a book because that's what we kind of decided we're both a little bit foodies as well as writers so we said hey you know I love it when I read about food in in a book um but we also like wine don't we we do like wine we we have to admit to everyone here that we did begin our relationship with a, a fair amount of wine yes yes and books yes, yes. so this is perfect uh, yeah and um since so, you get to be first with your favorite food passage you get to decide the wine of the week i i did get to do that this week which i was very excited about but first i should tell everybody that we have rules because we do like rules <laughs> uh, for picking a wine so it can be any kind of wine that we can somehow tie into whatever mystery book choice we're discussing that week we are um savvy girls so we don't want it to be too expensive so it's under 20 bucks yeah we're and poor frankly, writers i very <laughs> Yeah, I very rarely buy a bottle of wine that's over $15, really. Okay. Um, and and this is the trick. It has to be common enough that Christy can find it in Florida. Less of a <gasps> you problem. You told them. Oh, I, I did. I was going to have, well, <laughs> guess what? They have to decide where what state you live in. Because we were going to have okay. everybody decide what state we lived in from what we were talking about. Because, that's right. See? Because we're actually not sitting with each other right now. We're talking from two completely different states, like 2,000 miles apart. We are, which makes the, the wine shopping a little tricky. Yes, it sure does. But thank yes, goodness for technology. You know, Kathy sent me some pictures and I was able to figure out which wine I had on my shelves. Yes, that was good to do a two, couple different options for the variety. So that was good. Okay, okay, so let's get started. Let's pop the cork on the wine of the week. Drum roll <laughs> yes. of some sort. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> this week's wine is a Shiraz. Um, oh, I chose see, the... now I, that's something new already because I always said Shiraz. Well, I have a tip for you on this. I've okay. researched it. <laughs> but I did I did text you the word Shiraz, the S-H-I-R-A-Z. Yes, which I is what I'm looking a... at on the bottle right now. Yes, and I chose the Yellowtail Shiraz, mm -hmm. um, which is Australian, and it's very inexpensive. Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean... It was Very. $5 and like 35 cents at my store. Yeah, mine was under $6 too. Wow. And um, we might get, we I, might, you know, I don't know, get brain damage from it or something. Do you think it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I have drank many a bottle of wine sure. under that uh, price point. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so here's a little tidbit. I did, I did want the Shiraz 
um, for this week. But as I was telling you that, I was wondering what the difference between the Shiraz and the Syrah was. And oh. get this, they're the same wine. Oh, you're kidding me. No, I am not. The Syrah, the S-Y-R-A-H, um, actually came from France originally. Okay. And perfectly, it when it was brought to Australia originally, mm-hmm. the Australians changed the name to Shiraz. Oh, Interesting. So we're having a Shiraz from Australia, but it, it also is correct to call it a Syrah. Oh, okay. Isn't that interesting? Well, that is. Yeah, that I thought is that was... something good to know. I'm going to use that next time I'm, you know, out and about. I'll be like, well, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure this could be a Syrah from Paris or something. <laughs> well, and the other interesting thing I found out about this wine is that the Shiraz or Syrah is one of the darkest wines um, it is supposed to have the high one of the one of the highest levels of antioxidants. So, oh, so it's good. actually quite healthy for us. Yes, thank you, thank you. You know how I like my <laughs> healthy stuff. <laughs> so before we take a sip, I have to tell you this one, this particular variety, this yellowtail um, Shiraz, mm-hmm. is supposed to have hints of red berries, spice, very nonspecific, and licorice. Ooh, okay. And you're supposed to enjoy it with a steak or a flaming fire or a podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go with that last one, with the podcast. All right, I'm going to smell it. Ooh, okay. it smells good. So are we allowed to sip it yet? I'm having some. Okay, okay, here we go. Well, I think you just heard me swallow, so I clearly did sip it. I did too. I'm, I'm like doing a little taste thing, you know, like you've seen in... Yeah. Oh, yum. I actually kind of like it. <laughs> Maybe it's just because it's too. the first wine of the day, but... <laughs> well, it is. But, I mean, that's an inexpensive bottle of wine, and I would be very happy having that anytime. I mm-hmm. think it's delicious. It's like um, very fruity. Mm-hmm. Nice little... Berries. And I like the, I like the kick at the end, because I, I like that type of thing at the end of um, a wine. But it's not too much. It's just kind of like a little bit of acid or something, right? Yeah, I think it's I think it's good. I like a red wine. I mean, I think that's probably more my mm-hmm. uh, preference anyway. But I certainly think this is a a good one. Yep, it yep. might show up at Thanksgiving at our house. I have to say. Oh, good idea! I think I will bring it to Thanksgiving too, and um, I think maybe I better not sip any more for a minute if I want to be able to talk about this. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so anything interesting happened this week for you as far as oh. writing and stuff? You know, it's been a really good week. I would say um, it's been a very interesting week. You know, NaNoWriMo is on our, both of our plates. Yes. And trying to incorporate that extra challenge into um, our, our already busy schedules has been a very interesting task. I don't know I, how you do it because I know you're even busier than me. I'm just, you know, I'm in my little quiet house and you think, oh, she could just write all day. But, oh, my gosh. It's so hard (laughs) to get the time. It is. It is. I will say I did find two things that I'm going to keep using in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, One is that I have done this before. I'm getting up at a a ghastly early hour on a regular basis, but it is working. So I'm getting up at 4 a.m. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, though, what time do you go to bed at night? You know, I am trying to go to bed by 930 at night, but I'm... I'm passing out tired at nine o'clock. Yeah, I was going to say, so. I mean, you know, yeah. it's very important. Sleep is very important. You know, it that. is <laughs> for and your it, health. I think taking, 
It is. And I think taking care of yourself when you are adding something extra in is even more important. You know, you can't let things go. And I, I say this, I've got, you know, kids that are older, high schoolers, so I can say, good night, I'm going to bed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like I have a toddler that I have to take care of. So, um, so the 4am thing has been really great. And I've been using the voice tool on Google Docs and it has been wonderful. Wow. So that's been my, that's been my takeaway. Yeah. All right. How about you? Well, I need to try the Google Docs because I feel like I'm pretty far behind. Um, I mean, you know, to be fair, I wanted to work on this podcast stuff and I wanted to um, actually the, the biggest thing was I didn't prepare. So going into it, I was kind of, you know, doing my pantser thing for for those people who don't know. Writers are usually called either pantsers or Plotters or planners? How do you say it? Well, I identify with the plotter um, okay. world for sure. So it's plotter or pantser, <laughs> and I am I identify with the pantser world. So I was just winging it, and then I then you get to a point where you're like, oh my gosh, where do I want my main character to do now? So I took one day instead of writing, I just plotted, and. Um, Finally got through what I want to do with the character all the way to the end. So I was happy about that. And um, I just have a question for you. Um, I'm doing a middle grade one, as you know. Yeah. Do you think it's okay that the main character gets shot at? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Um, It is a mystery. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I, I do. I think that... Um, you know, middle grade isn't the early grades, right? Where right. they're, you know, that's like fourth through seventh ish grade, yeah. right? I mean, and I'm my not, kids were know, reading I mean, Harry Potter. I think nowadays, I, even elementary school, they know what guns are and what shooting is. I mean, it's a little unfortunately, bit different, so, yeah. yeah. So anyway, might have a yeah, little my kids bit are of reading a Harry Potter scary then. part. Oh yeah, is that true? You know, right now. Well, no, oh, they no, were then. You said age. when? Oh, then. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. And I, I mean, I that's got some distinct violence in it so oh yeah exactly um, now that you think now yeah. that i think about it so yeah i think so okay yeah. so just okay. so you know my my main character might have some peril well i <laughs> i hope you find a way to save her thanks or him thanks yeah all right i think we should <laughs> take another sip of wine because okay. i'm dying to hear about your food and mystery cheers. thing and cheers oh Ooh-hoo. I, that's i really like that little wine i do too and while you're talking, I see, I can sip more. Although I have to be I know, moderation, moderation. Yeah, you have to go next. <laughs> Tell me yours. Okay, so when you had initially said to me this great idea of, we love talking about mysteries, we love talking about wine and food, let's combine it. The first book I thought of was, actually the books, I first books I thought of was from Daniel Silva. You know, he's my, one of my favorite oh, yeah, authors. I know. And he writes a... Um, a spy series uh, featuring an Israeli assassin or intelligence officer now, mm-hmm. uh, Gabriel Alon. Okay. And I think in nearly every one of the books that I can recall, there's some food scene and it's always great food and great wine. And oh, so that was good. the first thing I thought of. What do you know so, about I'll, Daniel Silva, by the way? Is he single? Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, I am fairly certain that we would love his wife. I think she's oh, okay, a, okay. a all right, fabulous then, woman. Yeah, all right. So Daniel used to be a journalist. Okay. And um, his wife 
is Jamie Gengel, and she is a journalist. Oh, yeah. she, she used to work at NBC, like in the Today Show, and I think she might be at CNN right now, but I'm not certain. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's I like a correspondent. She yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Cool. And um, Daniel is, I think, due to his journalism background, is known for his research. He just has, um, uh, I think, encyclopedic knowledge of the Middle East and oh, interesting. all the governmental policies that are mm-hmm. impacted and what country gets along with what country and all those internal conflicts in this incredibly complex area. Right. And um, well, so no wonder he likes matter- to have a lot of wine in his books. You know, it's, it's <laughs> a stressful subject. <laughs> it is a stressful subject. And I'm, I actually was surprised I enjoyed reading about it so much. I mean, his it's an incredible thriller mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, they all are. But he, he interweaves this just um, tons of history and current mm-hmm. events in with his novels. And as a matter of fact, I think like the last three novels have come out. They always come out in July. And um, he has nearly, that sounds kind of weird, nearly predicted some current events oh. or, or current events have come to pass that he has actually written kind of something similar happening in his book. Oh, wow. That's um, scary. Kind of spooky. He's just really, I think, uh, in touch with what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so he can kind of see the path, mm-hmm. you know, and um, oh, very Maybe I should have read last July's then. <laughs> So, okay, oh, no. so in this book, this is The Fallen Angel. Okay. Um, this is a, from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So the, his main character is Gabriel Alon, mm-hmm. and he is this, um, he started out as an Israeli spy, and now he's actually leading the intelligence agency for Israel mm-hmm. in the current books. But in this one, he's still um, an active intelligence officer. Okay. And his uh, undercover persona is that he is a, Art restorer. Huh. And um, I love anything involving art, art theft, mm-hmm. art restoration. I just find it super fascinating. So mm-hmm. um, probably another reason I was attracted to the series. Uh-huh. But the book opens in Rome. And the... Oh, um, see, now, the, of course, there's got to be good food. That's what I would think. Rome. Right. I mean, it takes place in... He, that's their thing. Is he just goes in fantastic um, places uh, in the book. And I love reading about it. But he, so it opens in Rome and he's at the Vatican Mm -hmm. and the Pope who he has protected in previous books. So he has a relationship with the Pope Mm -hmm. and the Pope has asked him to restore a Caravaggio, one of those big, dark, huge murals, um, murals in the, um, in Vatican city. Okay. And so he's there restoring this. So he can actually do that even though he he actually can. Yeah. He actually can. And the story is that he actually was a young artist when he was first recruited. Okay. And the the killings um, robbed him of his creativity. So the best he can do is go back and fix, fix, um, you know, worn and tired artwork, kind of like his own persona. That's a good backstory. It's it's really good. (laughs) So he's 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 you can tell I love these. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So he's restoring the Caravaggio, and a woman dies in Vatican City. And the Pope asks him to do kind of a secret investigation into this woman's death. Now, does the Pope know he's a spy? Yes. Okay. And he has saved the Pope's life in a previous book. Oh, so. yeah. So he's got an in. Yeah. All right. Good, good. 
He's got recurring characters, you know, just mm-hmm. little small people like the Pope. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> so this, so he starts investigating the death of this woman, and he it leads him to find this um, illegal, I guess, looting organization, um, kind of stolen antiquities like artifacts and artwork, mm-hmm. and it's this huge organization where people are taking stolen artifacts and selling them on, you know, the black market and. Are they all, like, um, religious artifacts? or? Uh, No, just a variety. Pottery, you know, things from old Greece and that kind of thing. A variety of things. Okay. So he starts doing his investigation and finds out that the money from this looting network is being laundered through a bank in Vatican City. Mm -hmm. So, you know, stakes keep, of course, going up. And it turns out the money is going to fund Hezbollah which is, you know, a real-world terrorist yeah. organization that obviously targets Israel. Mm-hmm. So things are getting more active. And while he's doing this for the Pope, mm-hmm. his actual intelligence agency is saying, you know, we've got some real activity happening. There's some threat against Israel. We don't know what it is. And then he keeps doing his investigation and turns out that um, Hezbollah is working with Iran and they are, in fact, planning planning to bomb a, a Jewish center in Vienna. Oh, so that's no. the main well, this crux. Sounds, yes. This sounds pretty intense. I'm wondering where he it had is. time to eat and drink. I can't wait to hear that. Okay, part. well, <laughs> not not much yet. Um, but but so they stop this big attack, and of course it's a mess and bloody and mm-hmm. awful. And he comes back barely alive. Right. But that's when that's when the food comes in. But he's alive. That's when the food. We're finally gonna feed the man. <laughs> He finally gets to return to his homeland after the main culmination, you know, this big attack. Uh-huh. And he's home with his wife, finally, and his beloved um, Israel. And he's with his mentor at his apartment, and they have a meal. Uh-oh. And he's, it's like it's coming all together, yes. you know. And, I, and that's how it always is somewhere in his books, is uh-huh. that the meal he fi- means he finally has gotten to come home to his family. Well, that and it's always good. this... Yeah, and it's always this really cool Mediterranean cuisine. Well, that's you know, what I was going to ask you. Do they actually, does, yeah. does Daniel Silva actually go into the detail about, like, what he's eating and everything? He does, and he always um, credits the uh, wife, mm-hmm. Chiara, I think that's how you pronounce her name, with being a wonderful cook. And um, the character always describes, when he comes home and kisses her, he describes the taste on her lips. Oh, and in this man, book, he I describes just got chills. It, I know, and I always think, he always, he writes these beautiful scenes between this husband and wife. And in this book, he came home and kissed her, and her lips tasted of honey. And I just thought, oh, "Oh my gosh, gosh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You don't don't let Clayton read these, do you? Because he's liable to be like, okay, where's my honey, honey? I think... I, I think he's fully aware of my admiration of Daniel Silva. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm in fact certain of it because I've discussed it with him before. Uh, do you put honey yeah. on so, your but lips they're when having, he comes home? Yeah, not, not that often, but I do have wine on them often. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay, that works. But they do drink um, Shiraz, and they okay. just they call it Shiraz in the book, not the Syrah. Okay. So. Anyway, so they're enjoying Shiraz. Uh, Shiraz, sorry, I'm combining the two now. Mm-hmm. And they're making eggplant with Moroccan spice, oh, which yum. I, I know, I am not a big, I have not done a lot of eggplant eating in my life. You know what, this is really funny, and I'm not even kidding, because I don't do a lot of eggplant either, but I have one right now in my fridge. 
For some reason, I wanted an eggplant, so I was going to make some like eggplant lasagna. And so that's is that like eggplant parm, like eggplant parmesan? Well, I was I was going to make this lasagna without the noodles, you know, kind of more paleo, mm -hmm. but actually I'm using cheese. So um, it's um, so what you do is you take you just thin slice the eggplant and you just roast it a little bit and then you layer it just like you do noodles instead of noodles. Oh. With all the other stuff the same, basically. Interesting. Yeah. So that's what I was I, wanting to do. So I was like, hmm. I think eggplants are so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what to do with them. Well, so I, I usually don't either. So I'll tell you if that worked because I just kind of Googled, you know, <laughs> how do I do this? But, um, but I just had an urge for like a nice hearty Italian meal. Of course, I also did buy a can of raviolis, and I haven't done that since my kids were little. So, <laughs> did you hear my dog? She heard Italian meal, and she was all about it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, yeah. wow, so, I'm excited. Yeah, so I'm gonna read that book. It is a great book. I really enjoy his um, descriptions. You know, and it's kind of after this. Um, you know, horrible thing, and he comes home, and he, you know, kind of restores himself, and then it's right before the third act twist, where there's a whole bunch of, you know, awful, horrible things coming next, um, but I, what I love about it is, you know, the comfort that food and wine are supposed to actually provide is what he puts in his books, and yes. I just think that's super cool. Yeah, I think that's cool. I do, too. And I'm enjoying this Shiraz, too. <laughs> I am, too. I am, too. I really think you need to um, pick up a, a Daniel Silva novel. I really think okay. you'd like him. I definitely will, then. Because I really Good. don't think I have read him before, but I know you've talked about him several times. So I was like, hmm, I need to, you know. Get yeah, and I had him. heard, yeah, and I, I always, you know, read or watch whatever interview he's doing. I don't think he does a ton of them. Mm -hmm. um, but he has denied requests to turn his character or his books into movies before. Oh, yeah, I was really going to ask you that. Are there any movies? Because yeah. it does sound like a movie. I mean, I could picture it. It does. Yeah. But he just, I think this last summer with the most recent release, mm -hmm. um, announced a deal with Netflix. Oh. Where he's, I know, which is what people seem to be doing so much, yeah. and I think that's really interesting. Yeah, so cool. Okay, okay, so now I want to hear what you've got. What did you come up with this week? Okay. Now, I wish I could see your face when I tell you this because I know you're going to be I'm surprised. smiling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, I chose, the book I chose is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was oh, why it was so funny when you said about your kids reading Harry Potter. I was like... Oh my gosh, are they reading it right now? Now, have you read Harry Potter? I have not read all the Harry Potters, <gasps> oh, but to. we are huge Harry Potter fans. Yes. I mean, our family, we quote <laughs> portions of the books and the movies to each other as if it's a normal language. Okay. And I mean, all so right, much so, so here's that my when, question. Do you know yeah. what house you are? Oh, totally. What? Ravenclaw. Oh, okay. I'm Gryffindor. Okay, I did the test. My niece, um, last Thanksgiving, as a matter of fact, uh -huh. showed us this cool Potter world. Yeah, I, it's called Pottermore.com. Yes. Pottermore. And yeah. I was um, Ravenclaw, and both my daughters were as well. Wow, that's weird, because I was Gryffindor, my daughter was Slytherin, and my son oh. was, I think... Um, Hufflepuff? Yeah, I think so. I think he was Hufflepuff. I'm not positive, <laughs> but I was like going... 
you know, how did this happen? Are they still my kids? I don't understand. <laughs> and, I, and I also kind of wonder, like, um, you know, do people get along more or less like zodiac signs, depending on what house they're in, do you think? <laughs> like, you're... You're a Ravenclaw. I'm a Gryffindor. Can we can we connect? I don't know. I don't know. I feel I'm worried about it now. Oh, oh gosh, like I have to tell no, you. I have to tell you this funny story because it, I went to the um, car wash, and this was like yesterday morning, really early. And the guy who works the car wash was coming up to me, and he was like shaking his head, like "Oh my gosh!" And I thought, okay, some the guy in front of me said something stupid, so I was like, "What?" And he goes. Would you believe my fiance broke up with me last night over my zodiac sign? And I was like, what? what? <laughs> he goes, I'm 50 years old. And she was saying that we couldn't get along because we have different signs. Can you believe that? And I'm like looking at him like, are you kidding me? Why are you telling me this? And I'm thinking, when did this happen? This yesterday morning, and I was like going, "Oh my god!" I know, and I'm thinking to myself, I said, "Well, okay," and he's like, "Yeah, we were in we were in an argument all last night, and all I did was just ask her, what sign are you?'" And we've been going out for two years, and I said, "Well, you didn't know this about her." <laughs> well, can't you do the math? Like, don't you know her birthday? And he was is? like, "Ah," oh. and I mean, really, he was acting like their relationship was gonna be over. Because they got in this huge fight, and she decided she can't make. They're not ready to get married because their signs don't match. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. I know, I know. I think there's some deeper issues there. I, that's exactly what sure I said to, to him. I was like, going. Oh. I would say it's time to uh, cut and run. I think yeah. that'd be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to the okay. story. I digress. Um, so this is, you know, I figured this is a mystery. I mean, it really is. It's set in a fantasy world, but it's a mystery. So I could do with it. And also, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of wine in it. So I was like, I didn't get to choose the wine, you know, I mean, I guess I could have made you make butter beer or something, but I figured this was a good week for me to do that. <laughs> Thank you for not. <laughs> <laughs> and actually butter beer, I don't even think shows up in the first one. Um, I don't but think it either. Not I am telling you, J.K. Rowling. I mean, there is food in practically every scene. Is Almost really? every scene, yes. Because I I watched the movie again and I'm rereading the book and I was like, oh my gosh. And then you know you read everywhere that she was like a starving writer. I mean, literally, like mm -hmm. she would go to bed without food. And I'm thinking that's why <laughs> she has. Food. She was thinking about it? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, even the first scene, she yeah. describes one of the characters as beefy. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, it also could be, you know, young adult stories. I mean, you think about it. Where are kids around adults who are always the bad guys? I mean, where are the bad guys, the adults, right? I mean. <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. And yes, so... True. In order them to yep. be around the bad guys, they either have to be around, like, a food-oriented thing, because that's where adults and kids mingle, or school, you know, which Harry mm -hmm. Potter pretty much does both. But, yeah, so I don't know. But anyway, I just I just was like, I was thinking of food and books, and I was thinking, oh, my gosh, that banquet scene. I, that's the first thing I thought of when you talked about Harry Potter was that just everything you can imagine, yes. right? Yes, yeah. I mean, and, you know, they just make it appear, which, I mean, how cool is that? I mean, 
Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like that? <laughs> yes, I, I mean, would, as actually. As much as I love to cook, it would be just wonderful to, like, you know, like, bewitched or something. Like, you know, wrinkle my nose oh. and there's the food. <laughs> For sure. But it was sure. definitely, I mean, you know, geared towards, um, you know, the kids and the, the fact. And, and so then it was also interesting. So then I started thinking about it. I'm like going, all right, so she's got food on every page and stuff and, you know, then I started seeing how she was really using that to build the characters of people too. Um, so like um, Dudley, remember Dudley yeah. Dursley? I do stealing his birthday cake. Yeah. Well, actually, in the book, it was funny because I was reading it. and I was like, "Wait a minute, he doesn't steal the birthday cake, but he still gets the he still gets the pigtail because <laughs> Hagrid was oh mad good, at him. but." Um, but he does steal everything else, and he's you know he's just mm -hmm. he's fat and he's gluttonous and no matter and he gets everything he wants, but he still wants more. And like in the book, there's like scenes like you know Harry doesn't get anything. Like another adult will ask, "What do you want?" And if he does it, they do it in front of the Dursleys. They have to get him something, so mm -hmm. they'll get him just the cheapest worst thing like the lemon pop versus the, you know, big chocolate sundae or something. Oh. So he never I was, gets stuff. I was thinking about uh, when you mentioned the um, food in Harry Potter, I was thinking about the scene on the train when they're yes. going to school. Yes, yes. So the that's candy the cart. other. I know. There's so many scenes, right? Okay, so there's mm -hmm. the birthday cake, and then he buys all the sweets on the trolley. Okay, and oh. he does that. Because he can finally, you know, he finally has money to buy something because he never gets anything. Plus, he felt, you know, so bad for Ron, who didn't have the money and his mom had packed sandwiches and everything. And even in the book, mm -hmm. they, I mean, it's a real bonding moment for them because they end up sharing yeah. and Harry's never shared anything with anybody because he was always the outcast. And you know, isn't that what we all want to do? Yeah. Like when you talk about the lottery or something is to be able to share the wealth, yes. right? Like what would you do? I, you know, I'd take care of so-and-so I take care. So he yeah. finally had the wealth mm. and he shares it with Ron. And I would so buy, sweet. this is what I would do. I would buy all the wines in your state. <laughs> that's really cold, really Northern state. I would buy all the wines for you. <laughs> Thank you. That is very nice. I would come to your very warm state and I would hand deliver the wines okay. to you and I would stay for a while. Okay. Okay. We'll give everybody another clue because, I mean, it's snowing right now where you are. It is actually snowing. When I when Chrissy and I were getting ready today, I took a little video and sent her that it is snowing today. And I believe we've probably gotten an inch of snow already. Yeah. That's amazing to and me. It is. it is so amazing to me because it's like, you know, I'm in South Florida. So it's. Yeah, you know, ninety degrees out probably, and I'm. Yeah, we <laughs> we Facetimed before we got started, and I have my turtleneck sweater on, and Christy has. I'm not. You know, I'm not even wearing I, pants right now, just so you know. Because you're because you're a pantser. <laughs> <laughs> like forget it. Wine. I gotta. I gotta not. Me and it's hot. I'm just taking my pants off. <laughs> got my Please wine. Don't. <laughs> Please don't. You should see how many clothes I have on. It's freezing. <laughs> I have my fake fireplace awesome. that doesn't put out heat. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. You know. That's yeah. Awesome. So anyway, so I thought it was, it's really neat how she puts food with everything. And, and then there's the big, in that one, there's also the big Halloween feast. I don't know if you remember that, but it was kind of like the I banquet. Don't. And that's when the, um, 
you know, it gets interrupted because the whatever oh, yeah. he was, the troll or whatever, the big monster guy. Yeah, but, big um, thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, that food looked great. I mean, the only thing that really kind of always sticks out on me in that scene when I'm watching the movie is there's one girl there eating an apple. I'm like, really? Why the heck are you eating an apple? <laughs> you Maybe she's always had as much food as she wanted or something. I don't know. I think it's just because, th- this is what I think, because actually, here's a true fact. In the movie, Chris Columbus wrote, I mean, was the director. Okay, mm-hmm. and so he wanted to capture that elaborate feast, so it was all actual food. Oh, really? All of it was actual food, except this is what happened. Um, under the hot lights, the production lights, the food spoiled pretty quickly, and then it <laughs> smelled really, really bad. Oh, awful. Yeah, so for the future movies, they froze the food and created molds to make the food look, you know, fake food look realistic and stuff. But yeah, so so the first one, it was all real food. And then I'm thinking also at that scene, I mean, maybe apples were the only thing really edible (laughs) at that point. Maybe maybe that was a later take or something. (laughs) Right, and she was hungry by then. That's funny. Now I'm going to watch it for that because there's always a... Harry Potter marathon over Thanksgiving. Okay, and we watch perfect. Every one of them oh, perfect all the time. Then. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm telling you, it is. That's why I laugh so hard about Harry Potter is literally like shorthand language in our family. <laughs> and um, well, you should we, read the books too because honestly, yes. they're fast reads and and they're just so well written. I mean, because you know now and that I'm incredible. writing, I'm looking at them even more in that perspective as opposed to when mm-hmm. I was just reading them with my kids. You know, when they were in elementary and stuff. And, um, and, you know, descriptions and everything. I mean, it's, they're they're really good. (laughs) Well, I am excited to reread and rewatch with looking at the food. I love it. That's great. What a a good selection, Christy. Oh, well, thank you. And yours was good as well, because now I'm going to have another sip of Shiraz. (laughs) So now I can't wait to see what we're going to come up with next time. I know. I know. It's, I got some, I got some ideas. I get to go first next time too, too, so. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is Kathy. And, and this is Christy. And um, this was fun. Yeah, and, yeah it um, was. I'm losing track, but I'm just going to say that, um, you know, one thing that I wanted everybody to know is, Kathy, you got to tell them where you are because everybody's going to be wondering. I'm in South Florida, but where are you? I am in South Dakota, Woo-hoo! both South. I'm Christy's just a little more South than I am. Yep. Yep. Okay. And, um, for, uh, you know, this is our first episode as some of you might be able to tell, but we hope you enjoyed <laughs> our sharing of food, wine and mystery. And I think the wine helped with the nerves a little bit. Christine. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And um, so we will continue drinking the wine during our podcast. And maybe at some point you could join in. <laughs> Next week you can listen. Um, we're going to come out with new podcasts, hopefully, every Friday. We're going to try to do it early so you can listen on a commute. Or if you want, you can, you know, go out and buy the wine for your weekend celebration or maybe the food. 
Get some eggplant yeah, this I weekend. Eggplant and Shiraz. <laughs> I would not be scared of that yellowtail Shiraz. No. It is a low price point, but I would not be scared of it. I think it's a it's a very decent bottle of wine. Yes, yes. I'm enjoying it and I and I was pleasantly surprised because when you see 535, you're thinking, eh. but I guess, you know, I guess it could be somebody's taste too, but because we both yeah. prefer red anyway, this is a I think this is a good red. It's not too sweet it's it tastes like good wine and it's got a lot of antioxidants for us it does we are healthier for it anyway all right so um thanks for listening yes thanks for listening everybody and we'll talk to you next week okay bye everybody bye